The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Welcome. It's so great having you all here today. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You can connect with me via info at inspiredtohealth.net. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired to Health. That's Inspired, T-O, Health. And you can follow me on Twitter at Inspired to Health, and that's with the number two. And you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, find me as Lorraine Giordano. We're giving birth to our first Womb Happy Hour show today. Very excited. I'm lifting up my cup of green scented tea as a toast to our first hour together. And I'll be sharing what the Womb Happy Hour intention is and highlight some of the topics we're going to cover as the weeks evolve. And I'm going to share some of my Womb bits, some information about what brought me to wanting to host a show called the Womb Happy Hour, and I will also share a couple of tips at the end. So I'd like to start with what is the Womb Happy Hour show about, and I'm going to kick it off with talking about the word health. Um, the word health comes from the old English, English word hail, which means wholeness, being whole, and uh, the stuff that we tend to hide or keep secret is the stuff that prevents us from being whole, and I've kind of learned that personally on my own health journey over a long period of time, and there seems to be um, still a lot of shame and taboo talking about what happens down there. And um, I know there's a lot of emphasis on calling, um, you know, specific female reproductive organs by its name, such as vagina or labia or clitoris or there's a New York best time, best time uh, New York Times bestseller called Pussy, a Reclamation by Regina Thomas Hauser that, um, you know, is claiming the word pussy. So there is a lot of language um, that involves the down there, and there's a lot of intricate processes as well. But I think that in order to be healthy, um, there hasn't been enough attention to what goes on down there. And so I also like to use the term teen uterus as to, um, as to the womb, the uterus, 
the vagina, the fallopian tubes, the cervix, the clitoris, the ovaries, um, and how that connects together and how it connects to everywhere else within the body. And so the stuff that we tend to hide or keep secret and not really talk about enough or not really share ideas about, um, it seems like over the past couple of thousand years, give or take a few, um, there has been a built-up hush-hush silence, a lot of women suffering, uh, being very quiet, as I did for quite a long time. I'm going to get into my, to my story uh, in a little bit, but um, I went through um, what I like to call Operation Save Uterus. I saved my uterus from a hysterectomy in 2008. And I think from 2008 to where we are today in 2017, there, and, do, and that's due to social media, I think there's a significant positive change that's gone on with women sharing ideas. So to highlight some, you know, in 2016, there's now a period coloring book. There's a a cartoon character, Tony the Tampon. There's now Menstrual Hygiene Day that's celebrated throughout the world once a year. Um, There's a bill before Congress called the Accurate Labeling of Menstrual Products Act to get companies that make tampons and pads to disclose the ingredients that they're using. So there's great groups on Facebook. There's great conversations happening on Twitter. But as great as that is, there still is a lot of work and um, a lot of conversations and awareness to be had. So I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. I'm just a lady that realized how much I didn't know about my body especially my female reproductive organs, until I was forced to pay attention. So I'm going to tie in the word neuroplasticity as to um, how that relates to the womb happy hour. So neuroplasticity, we're going to focus on our brain for a second, is the ability for your brain to recognize itself or reorganize itself physically throughout your life. So your brain morphs. Um, It helps you to learn, recover from injury, uh, advance from learning disabilities, and neuroplasticity involves neurons engaging together. Um, And they're able to transmit electrical and chemical signals, communication, um, that engage together and create more connections um, to create pathways for information to flow, not only in your brain, but throughout your body. Now, if you take a look at the womb, the womb is one of the most adaptable and elastic um, organs that women have. I mean, the womb is able to transform itself on a monthly basis having a menstrual cycle, and then giving birth. And so because of that shame and uh, taboo that's gone on for a really long time, um, those connections to down there are growing stronger, but the point of the womb happy hour is to direct even more energy 
and attention and conversation to really what goes on down there in order to bring awareness to how um, creating a stronger connection to help with a woman feeling even more whole than she does already. So I would like to take a minute to talk about some of the some of the unique and powerful things that the womb, the uterus, actually does. Um, it is exceptionally strong. So it is a muscle, and it's a multiple-layered organ of many muscles. Um, and let's face it, it's strong enough to push at a baby. Um, it's very flexible. We just talked about the plasticity, the the ability to kind of move and adjust and adapt, and it's also very intelligent. It is. It knows its surroundings. It knows when to to create a baby, and it knows when to shed its lining in order to renew itself to to await for another possibility of having a baby. It's highly rich in stem cells, so menstrual blood is very fertile with life-affirming healing qualities. And there's research being done right now to see if menstrual blood can be used for helping different diseases like Parkinson's disease. Um, and it's tied to nature. It's cyclical. It re- it's renewable. So there's that whole process of creation, shedding of letting go, and bleeding. And if you tie that into breathing, there's a contraction and an expansion, an inhale and an exhale. There's a certain rhythm to it. And actually, your womb beats regularly throughout your cycle. Um, So the contraction and expansion occurs when you're menstruating. So that rhythm kind of... Your, um, your uterus down. Um, when you're fertile and able and ready to get pregnant, the, the contractions pull up in order to help the sperm kind of find its way to the egg. Um, and so it is very tied to its own rhythm, and it is the greatest nurturer. Um, It is the only organ that can grow a whole new organ within it called the placenta. And there are no hard edges. So basically, you're not going to find a hard corner within your female reproductive organs. Um, So I think that, you know, there's a new movie that's coming out um, with Kevin Costner and called, or it's out, Hidden Figures. And it's kind of like, you know, we've heard the story about the first man to ever fly to the moon. And for decades, the story about the women who were instrumental in making that happen, that story really wasn't told. They were hidden figures. And so I think over time... Our female reproductive organs, because I think they're tied to sex, they're tied to blood, and they're tied to the mystery and power that women possess, I think that's been kind of, um, the story's changed, 
and certain stories have been omitted um, and hidden. And so the intention of the Womb Happy Hour, which I'm really excited about, um, we're going to explore some of the hidden figures, um, a lot of conversations that might not be talked about enough um, that do tie to sex, that tie to pregnancy, that tie to the vaginal microbiome, that tie to so many different topics. So, um, looks like we are going to take a break, and I will see you on the flip side of two minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. And we're back. We're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. We were just talking about some of the, the amazing benefits and qualities of the uterus, the womb. Um, I talked about teen uterus which comprises the, the womb, the vagina, the ovaries, the fallopian tubes, the clitoris, the cervix. Um, and this is a team that works together and works with the rest of our body. I think what's interesting, when I went on my... Um, I was very disconnected from, to my body, and especially to my female reproductive organs down there. Um, and I went, I went on my journey to connect... And to save my uterus from a hysterectomy, um, I was kind of really surprised to learn that the second most performed surgery on women is a hysterectomy. So there is about approximately 600,000 uteruses per year being removed from women. And the number one surgery performed on women are C-sections, which is basically opening up the 
a woman's uterus in order for her to give birth to their baby. So it seems as though that as far as I used to work in the financial industry and I was I started off in sales and then I worked in product development and I did a lot of business analysis and I did a lot of uh, design, a lot of user interface design. And um, what I thought was kind of interesting is that, you know, a woman's body is designed in such a powerful way, but there's something going on that's creating situations where um, the most powerful organ that she has is somehow being put under the knife in many, many situations. So, um, so here's the thing. A hysterectomy for many women is a life-saving surgery, and for C-sections, it's a life-saving surgery as well. But are there opportunities for more awareness for women, for young girls, to connect to their female reproductive organs in a different way, in a, in a, in a more connected way, um, in order to maybe have less surgeries? Because I asked myself that question when my doctor told me that I needed to have a hysterectomy. Um, I was like so devastated and shocked by that news that I was like, is there somehow a way for me to connect to my body at the age of 40? I'm in my late 40s now. In my late, in my, when I turn 40, is there a way for me to connect somehow in a different way that would not only help my uterus, but make me healthier. And um, while I was waiting for a subway in New York City uh, at 53rd and Lex, I was in, I mean, this was before zombies were in, but I was a living zombie a couple of days after hearing that news from my gynecologist. And I, I was not suicidal, but... I think I was flatlined in a certain sort of um, spiritual, emotional, and even physical way. And so I remember listening to music at the time, spacing out, and I heard this message that said, Lorraine, you don't need to lose your uterus. Just treat yourself nicer. Love yourself more. Now, previously... I think my operating system would have just shrugged that off as like, oh, that's so, that's so cliche and that's so, um, that's so um, silly in a way. But my operating system was kind of off. And so I heard that voice and I heard that message and I felt every cell in my body kind of clap to say, Lorraine... You can do this. And so Operation Save Uterus was born on a subway platform. And it's very hard for me to describe the electrical surge of energy that I felt. But in that moment, my life dramatically changed forever. And um, what I made the decision of was that I would treat myself. So if I wasn't able to have a kid, if I wasn't able to give birth, I would take this opportunity to give birth to taking care of myself in a different way. And I would frame it so that every decision I made, whether it was 
well, every decision I made, whether it was small or large, I would do it as if I was making the decision for my own baby. And I have to say, I made a lot of different decisions. I didn't, I, I took it very seriously from the foods that I ate to the amount of time that I slept. Um, and so I think by the threat of losing my womb, which I call her the nurturer, it kind of woke me up to in what ways could I nurture myself. When I went to an oncologist, um, a couple of months, like a month and a half later from the birth of Operation Save Uterus, I realized that um, when the oncologist said, the only way you'll be cured is through science, the science that I had developed in between the birth of Operation Save Uterus and to that very stressful and scary oncologist appointment, my own scientific evidence about changing my diet, about um, breathing more, about exercising differently, about removing some toxic people from my life, um, I realized that I felt a difference in my body. And so when he said, the only way you'll be cured is through science, I just cursed him off in my head and just looked back at him and was like, that's your opinion. So... Um, I worked with different alternative healers and they helped me to connect to my body, mind, and spirit. And so it transformed my life that much that I realized that I wanted to help other people with their health. So let me just share a couple of a womb bits um, that helped me to transform from being completely disconnected to having the courage and the wherewithal for when an oncologist is like, it's just science, um, to know that, and I'm not recommending this for everybody, but for me, it made a whole world of a difference. But having the courage to trust my body and to take responsibility for, for my health. And so... There are different opinions as to um, a woman's um, cyclical cycle throughout a lifetime. And so I'm going to go with the the four cycles. So when I was a maiden, which is the age between 0 and 22, I grew up in a very Italian-Spanish, very Catholic-religious household, and um, I built up some beliefs based on what I kind of heard from especially my mom was that if I ever got pregnant, my life would be ruined. So my biggest fear was not really doing well at school or going to a good college. It was more about, crap, I can't get pregnant. Um, I didn't tell my mom when I got my first period because I knew that would change the ball game. Um, and eventually I did tell her, only because it's not fun making your own pads um, out of toilet paper. And, you know, my parents were pretty strict, so I just pretended that I didn't like boys. Even though I had my first boyfriend at 16, um, my periods were always irregular, and 
but they always showed up. So between the ages of 21 and 42, which is the age of, uh, let's say, the seductress or mother, um, I ignored going to a gynecologist until I was 25, which a lot of people are like, holy cow. My mom took me when I was 12, or I went with my girlfriend to Planned Parenthood when I was 14, whatever that might be. No, I did not. And uh, even though I had very painful periods, and I didn't, um, I just thought that that's how it was. Um, So, yeah, I didn't go until I was 25, and it was only because one of my best friends at a Sunday brunch after a long night out on Saturday night um, yelled at me in a Mexican restaurant that I was crazy and that I needed to go. So many thanks to my dear friend, Linda, for yelling at me. And, um, yeah, and at 26, I found that my uterus was in the wrong position. So I had irregular bleeding and I was spotting. And I wound up having laparoscopic surgery. And my doctor was like, I've never really seen this before in this way, but my uterus was pulled all the way to the left. And he cut my broad ligament in order to let my uterus hang. But at the time, I was just like, um, that's weird, and I don't really want to know too many details about that. And so we are about to take another break. I'll be back to tell you more about my uterus hanging in the right position. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Visit inspiredtohealth.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. And welcome back. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. I was just sharing my Operation Save Uterus story 
giving some womb highlights, some womb bits um, that brought me to this point of wanting to uh, share more of the womb love, give some shout-outs to Team Uterus, and uh, direct some more positive energy to to the critical and imperative um, connections and collaborations going on down there. Um, So let me pick it up from, I was just sharing that at 26, I found out that location does not just matter in real estate or restaurant success. Location is really important for where your uterus is. And so when I found out that (laughs) my uterus was in the wrong position, kind of scrunched up all the way to the left side, um, I was just kind of squeamish about it and uncomfortable by it and thought I was a little bit defective in a certain way. And then my doctor was like, well, I cut your broad ligament, you know, to have your uterus hang properly. You should be okay. Um, But it turns out that I was not um, necessarily okay. So over the years, I still had a regular... um, painful, painful, painful periods. Um, I worked in the financial industry, and I was just kind of like, just uh, let's swallow some Advil and let's push through this. Interestingly enough, when I found out that my uterus was in the wrong spot, I also felt completely debilitated and felt very sick and had to go out on disability. And so there were many doctors that I went to from my head to my toes, and they were just like, you look fine. And I'm like, well, I feel like I'm dying. There's something wrong. And so, um, you know, an endocrinologist once suggested that I roll some stress balls in my hand, and I was like, maybe that will help you. And that infuriated me. Um, and I had different, like, blood test results. At one point, I thought I had a mass on my adrenal glands. And what was sad is that I just wanted someone to tell me what was wrong with me, whether it was, like, terminal or very serious. I got to the point where I was just tired of waiting in doctor's offices and waiting for an answer. So I'd stare at the ceiling lying in bed um, and just see a rectangle and just think, geez, if I ever got my health back, um, what would I do? And I made a promise and I wrote down in my journal that if I ever got my health back, I would want to help people with their health and I would want to write a book. And so I forgot about that promise and it was only until Operation Save Uterus came back that I, I connected to that promise. And so that's what leads me here because, um, oh, I forgot, though, I also was diagnosed two years before Operation Save Uterus. I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Now, for those that don't know, endometriosis is a serious painful, very painful condition that women experience where adhesions or scar tissues grow around um, their womb, um, can attach to different organs, 
and it creates very painful periods. So when I ovulated, when my egg, when my my ovary decided to toss out an egg to my fallopian tube, jeez, that was so painful. There are a few times where I wound up in the emergency room due to the pain, and then um, there are also times where I just curled up in a ball and couldn't move. And the sad thing about endometriosis is that, on average, it takes about 10 to 12 years for women to, or girls to, to be diagnosed with this condition. Um, and there's not a clear-cut solution as, as, as of this time. Uh, but, yeah, that was, um, that was shocking news as well. So, again, I was very disconnected. Um, during Operation Save Uterus, though, you know, I think our health, our wholeness, it's not just about our physical organs. It's about the energy, um, the emotions that we kind of release and express versus the ones we shut down on. And so um, I started a healing practice. It's called Inspired to Health. Um, and if you look up the definition of inspire, it's about communication. It's about elevating. And so, and it's about connecting in spirit um, to whatever we're directing our energy to. So I started my healing practice, which is, you know, the financial industry, very testosterone-driven, very competitive, very, um, let's just get crap done, make it good, make it high quality, and let's just do it, to um, working with people to help shift their energy blocks. Because what I realized in my own journey is that, again, it's not just physical. There's an emotional component. There's a spiritual component to it. And so I thank and I truly appreciate all the different alternative healers that I worked with because they really helped me to um, get out of my logic and, and get into what I was feeling. And what I feel is quite dramatic. <laughs> and I think what each woman and each man, too, feels is quite significant. And a lot of times when stuff happens in life that's icky, that's terrible, that's traumatizing, now let's face it, women experience a lot of trauma and pain related to down there, whether they're molested, raped, have a serious health condition, even by giving birth, um, having a yeast infection, having bad PMS. It's very energetically charged. And so um, I do think that the more that we trust our healing ability, the more that we take responsibility for um, what we tend to to hide within ourselves and kind of release that and shift that, the more opportunity there is for healing and for feeling healthy and whole. And so I no longer, you know, am keeled over when I ovulate or when I get my period. Um, I found out that I did have a rare condition that I'm not going to get into on this episode, but as the show evolves, I'll kind of share that, but it's very rare and it related to down there. Um, but I find that working with many women, and I also work with men, um, I am in, in a Sui Reiki master. 
I do integrated energy therapy, quantum energy transformation, um, quantum touch, and I tapped into my intuition. So I think one of, one of the most common threads that I see working with women is that they don't necessarily trust their intuition, and I don't think they realize how extraordinary and resilient that they are and that they are able to create and let go and renew, just like their monthly cycle. There is an ability to kind of move past and get unstuck um, from what kind of holds them back. And so from an energetic perspective, I'm a big, um, I'm a big believer in the chakra system. And I think all chakras, there's seven main ones, but there's many different chakras in our systems. But as far as you have your crown chakra on the top of your head, your third eye, in between the brow of your eye, your throat chakra, how you speak your truth, your heart chakra, how you give and receive love, your solar plexus chakra, how you act and you do and your self-confidence and self-worth, and then your sacral chakra, which is tied to emotions and it's tied to creativity, and your root, how securely you walk on the planet. And I think that there's an opportunity for where we are to not just focus on the physical um, and the traditional way of compartmentalizing um, different areas of our, of our body, but um, seeing the collaboration, the connectivity, um, and the messaging that goes on between all our different systems. So the sacral chakra, the element is water. And so when you think about it, your emotions, a lot of times when we deal with raw emotions, like anger, um, rage, even extreme joy, sometimes we don't know how to process that. And so um, for whatever icky stuff that happens, the tough stuff, a lot of times we kind of clamp down on that. We don't let the energy flow from that. And the womb, because it is mysterious, because it's a little dark, it's like a cave, it's easy to kind of have that as a secret hiding spot. And so... Even in my own realization with my um, endometriosis, with my adhesions, and even with my uterus being kind of constricted and um, balled up, uh, in what ways in my life was I kind of blocking my creativity? So, although I'm not able to have a kid or give birth to a kid, that doesn't mean that I'm not able to give birth to many other things, which I've done. And so expressing my creativity, whether that's on a Huffington Post article or writing a blog, talking to my female organs, or creating a video of Let's Talk Girlfriends and our female organs, um, it's kind of opened me up. And so I think a lot of people, men and women, but especially women, don't realize just how creative they are. And that even the outfit that you put on 
as a creative expression. And the food that you cook, um, the thoughts that you think, you know, we are creators. And so, and the ability to expand and contract and expand and contract, um, we're always able to tap into that rhythm of our creativity. Whether we want to give birth to a new business or we want to give birth to a new relationship, whatever it might be. Um, And so the womb happy hour will kind of delve into, well, in what different ways, what unique ways um, can women, and for the men that are listening, tap into their creativity? Because the womb, the sacral chakra, it's where the seat of our emotions, our relationships, our passion and joy, our intuition um, resides. It resides elsewhere too, but it's, a, it's an important area to tap into. So looks like we're coming up on another break. I will see you in a couple of minutes or talk to you in a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. We're back to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. You can take a deep breath with me. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. We're going to do a quick um, exercise for you to connect to your womb area. You're down there um, in just a minute. But... um, you know, I, I just want to do a shout-out to all the ladies that are having a hard time, um, whether, you know, you just found out you had an STD or you've had your second IVF treatment and it didn't work 
or you had a miscarriage or you're keeled over in extreme pain, um, whatever is going on that is not uh, ideal for you that relates to down there, um, I'd just like to set the intention to take a deep breath and know that this is a moment in time and that to not give hope, give up hope, that you'll feel better um, at some point. Because I think it's very easy for um, doctors and even reading stuff online um, for just so much information. Um, I ask that you focus on what really feels good to you. And I kind of think it's like a cocktail. So this is a womb happy hour. I used to... um, in my corporate days, love going out to happy hour and just chatting and talking and hearing different ideas. But in what ways can you connect to what makes you feel better? In what ways can you increase your curiosity? So I started the show talking about, you know, different aspects of the womb, like it's strong, it's, it's, it's a muscle that's layered. Are you using that muscle? that you have down there that sends a power? Um, Are you being flexible um, in your life? In what ways are you trying to control? In what ways are you maybe going against the flow? In what ways can you nurture yourself in a different way? It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean that you are not good enough. It doesn't mean that everything... um, that there is no answer. I do believe that there is an answer for, and there's a solution. But I think it's designed for each of us. So inspiration for me, you know, I sought out in Operation Save Uterus what made me feel good, what gave me an organ clap, what made my insides kind of clap and say, yes, Lorraine, that feels good, rather than what people were saying, well, do this or don't do that or you have to do this. Um, I think it's, you know, down there, it's as personal as you get. It gets messy. Things fall outside the line. Sometimes we leak. Sometimes we create a mess. It's a great metaphor for life. But in what ways can you take some time to just connect to what would make you feel better? And it might, you know, we're given senses, so what would make you feel better using your senses, with your nose, with your eyes, what you're hearing, what you're tasting. Um, I think there's opportunity in that, and I think it's as personal as you can get, and I don't think you can necessarily find that in a book or in a blog post, and that's where inspiration comes, because each of us are inspired by different things. So... um, I'd like to take now a minute to connect to our breath because what I found out is that I used to go to personal training at the gym sessions and personal trainer for years would be like, I've never seen one, I've never seen anyone not breathe as much as you. So I was not a big breather. Um, And with most of my clients, they're not necessarily... um, tapped into breathing as well. And so because we are very 
feeling orientated, very emotional, very cyclical, like our hormones are critical to how we feel during the month. Um, Our breath is a great way to kind of connect to the rhythm of expansion, of contraction, of receiving, and of letting go. For a lot of women, it's not their go-to to receive. You know, women are inherently geared to, to kind of nurture everybody else and take care of everybody else and do so many different things for everybody else. But for this moment, especially if you're having a hard time, um, let's take a minute to connect to our breath. So if you can make sure your feet are flat on the ground, if you can close your eyes, sit in a comfortable spot, and then just connect to your breath. So inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, and kind of create your own rhythm with your breath, and then place your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your womb area, and just kind of breathe, because our bodies send us so many messages. But if we're looking at our phones all the time, if we're looking at that Facebook post or that Instagram picture, we're not really necessarily in our bodies. So just connect to your breath. Welcoming, taking in, taking in life force energy to support yourself. And then you're letting go of what no longer serves you in this present moment. And with your left hand on your heart, take a breath through your heart and exhale through your womb area. And do this, let's say, five more times. And then I'd like you to inhale through your womb area and exhale through your heart. And do that four or five times. And feel the energy from your heart from your womb, go up to your heart. From your heart, go down to your womb. And then alternate. Take an inhale through your heart. Exhale through your womb area. Take an inhale through your womb. Exhale through your heart area. And then bring your hands into prayer pose by your heart. And take a moment to just feel gratitude because you might have just given birth to your first baby or to your fifth baby. You might have uh, just had a hard time, just gotten bad news related to down there. 
whatever it might be. But take a moment to feel some gratitude. Send a little extra love and light to this area because if we're supposed to lean in to life, we can't forget about what's down there because it plays such an integral, integral, important role to how we feel and to our health. And so I want to thank you for sharing in the first womb happy hour. I'm going to raise my green tea again for another toast for all the lovely ladies out there and for the men listening. Um, I look forward to sharing some great guests um, to talk about vaginal microbiome, hormones, um, colon health, thyroid health, um, my good girls aren't funny, um, menstrual art, and a whole bunch of other topics. Um, and I look forward to sharing this time with you. So remember to tap into your creativity, connect to your breath, and please join me again next week. Thank you for listening to the Womb Happy Hour. Uh, this is Lorraine Giordano. You can find me on Facebook. So connect with me on Facebook and Inspired to Health. You can follow me on Twitter, Inspired to Health, at Inspired to Health, and you can find me on LinkedIn at Lorraine Giordano. So a big womb hug to everybody out there and to being whole. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.